0: Welcome back. I'm actually missing the lovely greeting we were just getting accustomed to. Happy New Year. But I'm sure it won't hurt if I can use it. Watch just one more time. Happy Prosperous New Year. And I want to salute all the Eve's and Adam's with our new anthem. And perhaps you can join me in the words of the hymn, Onward, Christian Soldiers, marching as to war, with the cross of Jesus going on before Christ the Royal Master, leads against the foe, Forward into battle, see his banners go. If you're a hymn lover, I'm sure you'd enjoy that hymn. This is Adam's Cave, and I'm so delighted to have you. This is a space where we are candid, concise, and clear in our conversation. I'm your host, Kessinger Kiprotich, and it's my absolute joy to always have you on board. So welcome to the space of conversation, WhatsApp line 717 400 Or just go to our comment section on Hop TV, or Hop FM YouTube uh, pages, and drop a comment. Or better still, just Twitter at hashtag AdamScave. hashtag Adams Now, the society is comprised of rules, regulations, and somewhat those and don'ts. And as we grow as men, we soon almost feel like we are under the yoke of Pharisees, the legalistic approach. Today we invite you to a very interesting conversation on the rules we must break. Yes, rules we must break. As we consider the topic, Adam cut the leash. Adam cut the leash. And I'm so privileged to host a man, he's a husband and a father. He's also a coach and a business leader. He's the Regional Director of Alpha Africa, Mr. Kingston
1: Ogango. Welcome, sir, to the cave. Thank you so much. And may I also say, Happy New Year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you so much, Mr. Ogango. I know you've been, you're one of the people that began the Adam's Cave. You used to have something called, called, uh, what was it called, gate gate men or?
1: Gatekeepers. Gatekeepers, yes. Yes.
0: That was a sequel of Adam's Cave. Yeah. (laughs) So today we welcome you to Adam's Cave. Karibu sana.
1: Asante. Yeah, I
0: know you. you are a great media personality, people know you. Mm. But just in case somebody doesn't know who Mr. Gango is, would you want to introduce yourself, sir?
1: Well, first of all, I must say I'm a born-again Christian. I love the Lord. I'm a father of two, as you said earlier. I have two, um, between my wife and I, we are blessed to have two adult sons. Um, and uh, we are grateful to mentor them and uh, bring them up in the ways of God. I serve as the Africa Ministry Director for Alpha International and also the national director for Alpha Kenya, uh, but also the privilege of serving in media for a long time. I've been associated with the different ones as a trainer, as a facilitator, but I also have a privilege of sitting on some boards. I sit on the uh, CBN, that is Christian Broadcasting Network, the Southern Africa advisory team. Um, I've also served and worked with Premier Radio in the UK and I continue to serve as the Lord opens ways. Amen.
0: Yes. And I remember you also served at Hope FM and Hope TV at some point.
1: Yes, and uh, that was uh, about six years ago, actually. Time goes fast. Uh, so I was here as a head of media, and it was just a pleasure being there and taking the gospel of our media airwaves and different spaces that God gave us through the tools that he has given us. And so I've also served on that space. And uh, being there to see and um, birthing new things as God Give us opportunity.
0: Amen. Yes. Now thank you for being so faithful to keep this work going. Amen. So that we can always invite you back six years and say, Look,
1: we're still on it. Always <laughs> a pleasure. <laughs> you know they say you don't retire from the army of the Lord. Amen. So you remain a soldier, even though you may not be in active service. Yes. But you, when you're called upon, you put on your uniform and go to battle. Amen. Yes. Beautiful.
0: And thank you so much for <laughs> yes. you know the great things that God is using you to, yeah. to do, out. not just in Kenya, but all in Africa as well.
1: Amen. And we are
0: so privileged to have you on board. Thank Welcome you. To thank Adam's you for Cave. the
1: opportunity.
0: We are truly, truly delighted. Yes. What has been your journey as a man?
1: Well, as a man, I've had an interesting journey. Um, I grew up in a, a small family of seven, you know, in an African setting. That's not too big. And uh, my father was one of the first people that helped me see what a real man is. Watching him uh, through life as a young person, admiring him, then coming into teenage and also beginning my own journey. And I must say that as a man, I have made many mistakes. I have learned out of those mistakes, but I've also learned to trust God and to chart my own way as a man. And one of the things that I have uh, I've also learned as a man is uh, uh, society will give you certain rules and norms and things to do, but sometimes you must reach a place where you're saying, God, what will you have me do as a man in this generation and how I am growing up? And so being a man, I've been in different spaces. I've, I've worked in church, I've worked in non-governmental uh, organizations. Uh, I've also been able to work um, uh, within the corporate. Uh, and so I have struggled many things from church to business, to NGOs. And, and so God has been very kind to me, I must say. Amen. And uh, I have been uh, shaped by people also, as a man, uh, people have mentored me, mentors who've gone before me, uh, those who have called me out for accountability. And so I just owe it to many. And they say, you know, uh, a child in Africa is brought up by a village. So, I've had a big village that has brought me up. <laughs> <laughs> now, when I decided
0: to go to Africa. Africa, yes.
1: <laughs> Africa village. The Africa to big village. Yes. yes.
0: Now, what, what drove you? I know that you did that program of gatekeepers. Yes. What was the passion in your heart yeah. so that you have maintained this passion for men?
1: Yeah. What I realized is. Um, Even as we've grown up, we've realized how men sometimes have not stood in the place where they need to be. And that time we're saying, how can the men rise up to be men who can be counted in their homes, uh, in the workplace and in society? And uh, so being gatekeepers of their families, being gatekeepers of the, uh, the nation, of the organizations they serve in, because God made the man to lead. And sometimes men have retreated because of the many things that have bashed them. And so it was calling men to rise up back to the place where God has called them. From the smallest unit of leadership, being the family, being the leader there, and being the gatekeeper of what God has done bringing up a, a gatekeeper of the norms of society, the gatekeeper of what God is speaking to them as priests in their homes. And then of course, rising up into the different spheres God has uh, will place them into. And so that, that was the philosophy then, and I'm glad that you've taken it a, a notch higher. And and so we continue to challenge men to rise up and be men. Amen. Yes. Challenge men to rise up, to be yes. men. And be men. Stand up and show yourself. Show yourself strong. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Amen. Yes. But
0: this is interesting. I know you've been involved in this aspect of breaking rules. Yes. And today you come to tell us to break rules. Yes. Mr. Ogango, yes. <laughs> what are you telling us to do?
1: Yeah. One of the things is you find society and people have created rules on how we should operate as men. And sometimes we have not gone to the space of asking God, Is this really what you want us to be? And so today we want just to explore some of these rules. And these rules are not necessarily my own creation. I must um, uh, admit this, but this is also drawn from a book written by Bill Parkins. Um, Bill Parkins has written a book of uh, six rules every man must break. And when I read that book, it actually influenced me and I realized, yes, I felt fitting within the rules that had caged me in uh, rather than allowing me to go into the space that God was asking me to be as a man, and so in breaking those rules, we unleash ourselves and get to the space where we can uh, be who God has called us to be. Be unique, but also make an impact in society. Wow. Yeah. So is
0: that exactly? So is that what you mean then when you say cut the leash?
1: Yes, because <laughs> you see, when you have, <laughs> you have rules, they kind of cage you. Mm. They put you in a straight jacket, and so you need to. Break that and get loose so that then you can do. So, of course, you know, we always say, even though we are saying that we need to cut the leash and move on, freedom is a paradox. You're free, yet you're not free. And so, we're not saying then you become so free that you become carefree. But it is freedom within the grace of God, leading and moving within the grace of God. Okay. Yeah. So, what are these rules that you
0: are thinking that you must break?
1: Yes. Break rules. So, there are six rules. (laughs) Okay. Number one is the the rule of passivity. And the rule of passivity is never get into a fight. Um, And second rule, then we can come back to them, is a rule of playing itself and uh, never risk it all. The third rule is uh, the rule of perseverance. Uh, Never give up. And uh, the fourth rule is the rule of independence. Never ask for help. Uh, and I'm sure I can see you, as you nod your head, you can see some of them. The rule of restraint, never lose your cool, and then you know the rule of impressing others, uh, never look stupid. Wow. And I'm sure people can add up to some of those rules. Mm-hmm. But you know, Sorry, these are I'm rules. Talking, before, yes. just In case somebody was writing, could you want
0: yes. just to run through the rules? Yes, I can
1: run through the six yes, rules. Ra- the six yep. rule. rule number one is the rule of passivity. Never get into a fight. The rule number two is a rule of playing itself. Never risk it all. Rule number three is a rule of perseverance. Never give up. Rule number four is rule of independence. Never ask for help. And then rule number five is a rule of restraint. Never lose your cool. And then the last rule is a rule of impressing others. Never look stupid. OK? Yeah.
0: Take the first rule.
1: Good. <laughs> So the rule of never getting into a fight, you know, it is where we have, we must realize, first of all, we have been called as warriors. God has, you know, it is in the book of Judges where they say to uh, Gideon, you man of valor, stand up. So God wants us to be people who are there to fight. You know, in fact, the Bible says in the book of Matthew, the kingdom of God Uh, suffered violence from the days of John. And so we are not there to just watch. You know, sometimes we confuse humility and we think now because there's humility, you should never get into any fight. Of course, we're not saying now you go and start fights with everybody else, but fighting for a truth, fighting for the things that matter, things that uh, tick the heart of God and getting men not to be passive because this is one thing you hear a lot. These men are just there, they go at home They don't do anything. They don't fight for their families. They don't protect their their society. And so we're saying is that is a rule we must break. Even though we hear from the word of God that we must be as humble as doves. But you know, the word of God, you must use one scripture to interpret another. The same scripture asks us to arise and be men. Be men who can stand up in our society, speak the truth, speak for justice in the society. Stand for the things that God stands for. And standing with that requires courage. And so this rule must be broken where we are not just passive because we are Christians. And so we just flow with things. If you're in an office, you find people are corrupt and unjust. You will not say anything and you just we go and pray about it. Yeah, so we must get to a place where it is far beyond just Mm. prayer. Prayer is good, and prayer is war. Yes. Prayer is war. Mm. So if we are called into being soldiers of the kingdom, I like the anthem you first started with, soldiering on. It means that a soldier cannot be somebody who is sitting quietly somewhere in their house. Mm. They're ready for battle and they're always armed for the time it rises. And so it behooves us as men to begin to look at what are the things that we are not doing well that we have been passive over a season or many years. Uh, and, you know, because the voices around us are saying, you know, you're a Christian, you know, you're a Christian man, so you never stand up and fight. Uh, you never stand up and do things. And we are not saying that being, uh, 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 being unreasonable and getting to fist fights, we're not talking about fist fight. It is being able to have the courage of God by the grace of God standing. And one of the places we battle is a place of prayer going up and saying and bringing your children before God, bringing the nation before God. It is a big battle that we need to do. Remember, we are fighting between two things, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Saturn, the kingdom of this world and the heavenly kingdom. And so there's a tension in between there that does not need people who are passive, the people who stand and fight. Wow. Mm. You
0: know, you're talking, hearing you, uh, Mr. Gango, is how did men and yes. Adams get to the place of passivity? Passivity. Yes. Because I can almost hear Eve saying, yes, talk to them, talk yes. to them. Because I think men, yes. we have somehow retreated to a place yes. where we are just, you know what?
1: Yeah, I, I think no you, you brought up a good point yeah. because we see it right from the book of Genesis yes. when the, 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 the serpent deceives Eve. And then God comes to Adam and asks him, where were you? And he says it's the woman, you know, instead of standing up because the back stopped with him, he should be saying, I'm sorry, I was not where I ought to have been. And I think from that point on, men have continued to be passive in society. And, uh, and then of course we have blamed women for all this empowerment and all that. And it's good to have empowered women, but we must have also empowered men because women are looking for leadership. Women are looking to, uh, to, uh, for direction and you can't have a leader who is passive. And, and so uh, I think over a period of time uh, where society has spoken negativity over men and how men are useless, how men can't do this, how men, and you see, that is a language, not of the scripture, but it's a language of the world that is saying, you know, these men can't do anything. They can't amount to anything. And so it is for us to go and look at the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul says, I have fought the good fight. He, He didn't say, I have just, he said he has fought the good fight. He has run the race, he has finished the task. Why? Because it is a fight. To get people from the kingdom of the enemy to the kingdom of God. To go and speak where he spoke to the Pharisees and challenged their, their philosophies and all that it needed. Jesus himself fought many times with them and told them, you know, and sometimes he calls them names and, mm. <laughs> because he was standing for truth and, uh, and, and being in the place where you're listening to the voice of God and being there to defend what is good and what is godly. Wow. Yeah. Before you
0: move to the second point, yeah. I'm still thinking, then who will kick the man? Because I, <laughs> we don't have the angels, because I yeah. think the angel is the one who walked to the Gideon and say, yeah. hey, how are you mighty man of valor? Yes. And the fellow goes like, who are you talking about? <laughs> yes. I mean, am the least guy, <laughs> who is this guy? Yes. But who is it who will come and tell us, come yeah. on, you, you are a mighty man of valor. Rise up and save the save the nation from the Midianites. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, who would have known Gideon had so much power to save yes. the
1: nation? But who would kick us? I, I think one of the things men must go is yeah. we must reboot, okay. retrace where we have fallen. Going back for the Christian man, going back to the word of God. Because when you go into the word of God, then you realize that God is calling us to a higher calling. And if we believe the word of God and act on the word of God, then we begin to reset our situations and begin to say, no, I cannot continue to be like this in the space of mediocrity. God sets a very high standard of excellence. And so men must begin to arise. But secondly, we men must begin to talk to other men and begin to challenge ourselves and say, what we are doing is not correct. We cannot continue to be in this passive state and begin to challenge. And for you who is a father, who is an uncle, is that you have other young people mentoring them to a place where, you know, they're they're beginning to be strong. And that's what Paul is telling uh, Timothy and tells him, do not be timid. He's telling him, my friend, you're a soldier. Rise up. You need to fight. You can't be timid. You need to arise. And so we need to begin to speak to our young boys. We need to speak to one another. We need to hear the word of God. We need to begin to challenge the status quo and begin to arise in a new space. Wow. Powerful. Proceed, sorry. Good. So the Mm -hmm. second one Mm -hmm. is uh, that rule of playing it safe. And the rule says you don't have to risk it all. And so we have men who are sitting on the fence because you have to play safe. You don't want to displease people. You want to make them happy. And... Because of that, then we are not counted. The Bible says, stand up and be counted. We need to be counted. We are counted for something. But when we play safe, it means we are neither here or there. The Bible says he does not want us to be lukewarm. He wants to be either cold or hot. hot. And so God is calling us to be on the hot side. But the hot side says, I have to move away from just being on the safe space and be there and stand for something. You know, they say that if you, stand for, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything. So you must be able to stand for something or else you will fall for everything because you're passive you are, and you are just sitting safe. You don't want to make anybody hurt and all that. Of course, there's a scripture that says, uh, be at peace with all men. That doesn't mean that at peace doesn't mean now you become just you know, safe. So you don't want to say anything wrong look at scripture look at the men who stood the prophets of old. they stood up they spoke against the ills of the day they spoke to kings they spoke to the society they challenged the status quo and so for us we can't sit on the safe space if we have to be and that tells us you know if you sit on the safe space then you're a good man you're complying you know you are you are a, a good christian no, that's not the Christianity I see in the scripture. No, I'm smiling because
0: yeah. I know you're a business leader, yeah, uh, Brother Kingston,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think it makes more sense if you look at the life of Daniel, yes. why would you risk lions? Imagine. And risk fire. Yes. Seven times hot. Yes. Just because of praying. Yes. Go <laughs> <laughs> to your closet and, and, and pray. Yeah. In fact, the Bible says close to your closet and just pray. Yes. But why would it take a position like that? As you're yes. saying, yeah. just so that you're, you're, you're not playing safe.
1: Yeah. Uh, but it's also risk? because we <laughs> that risky space mm. tells us like Daniel did. Yeah. We are an example. Mm. You know, the Bible says we are like a book that is being read by others. We set an example. Actually, Paul says, it tells, is it in Titus? It tells, set an example. Mm. So you can't set an example when you're in your closet. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be visible. You have to be where people are seeing you. Mm. And that is a space where we are ready to take on the things we don't believe. Daniel was doing a risky thing. Okay. Yes. Very risky because he was risking it all, his life, yeah. They even tried throwing him into the den of lions. He was risking it all. But we must be able to say, if I die, then let me die for what is truthful. Let me die for what is godly. Let me die for what touches the heart of God, rather than being on the fence and just sitting safe, you know. And playing it safe. And playing it safe. Okay, yeah. I'm just to hear the third one. The third one <laughs> is uh, the rule of perseverance. Never give up. And this is a very interesting one because it sounds like uh, it's a contradiction because the Bible tells us to persevere. But we've also been told in society, just hang in, just persevere. You can't give up on some things. Sometimes we just have to connect with reality. Look at Elijah, a great colossus of a man, a man who had fought with the prophets of Baal. He had done great miracles. After he has done this miracle, he reaches, he's tired. Jezebel comes and he wants his, she wants his head. The guy is already giving up and even tells God, you know, I'm the only one alive. Just take me, you know. But he had to be reminded by God, my friend, your job is not yet done. And so we are in a space where when we are saying never give up, it doesn't mean that We hold on sometimes to things until they die, even when they should have been left. Like in business, I've seen many friends of mine holding on to a business. Every sign tells us that ship is sinking. Let it go. But you're holding on because you've been told, don't give up. You'll be a loser by giving up. But it's not giving up in a place where you become hopeless, but also saying, God, I surrender this. If this is not for you now, I leave it alone. I want to hold on to what is going to take me to the next space. And so that whole philosophy of not giving up. Sometimes people are holding on to things that are sinking. They're they're trying, you know, flogging a dead horse and, and not going anywhere. And so it's a place where you can say, God, allow me. Tell me if I need to let it go and allow you to arise again. And that's what. Uh, Job did. Job had to reach a place and just let it go. Allow God to do and rebuild him again. But you can imagine if Job was trying every effort not to hold on, yet the things were just going. His animals were dying. His children were dying. Mm -hmm. His friends were running away from him. And we have to come to a place. So this giving, when we give up, we actually surrender ourselves into the hands of God and say, God, I'm not able to hold on to this. I surrender to you. Rebuild me again. Help me to stand strong and make me who you want me to be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just trust in God once again to rewrite our stories. Wow. Well, yeah. I think
0: you need to dwell on the third point. Yeah. Reason being, yeah. I think for a long time,
1: yeah.
0: men, we, we thrive yes. in holding on. Yes. We thrive in never giving up. Yes. But I, I, maybe some Adam and Eve could be
1: hearing you say yeah. you need to let go. You need to give up. I can yes. use that word. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Uh, okay. You know, again, it depends Mm. on how you use the English word. Yes. If you use it as giving up, as in, I'm hopeless, uh, I can't do much, then that is what 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 we're talking about. We're talking about that even in persevering, there's a point where you let go. You say, I let go so that I let God and allow God to do what he needs to do. And... We have persevered with things that sometimes are not really godly. God has not told you to hold on to it, but we are holding on to it. Why? Because you read and say, the Bible says persevere, do not lose heart. That is true, that's the word of God. But in this case we are saying is, we must reach a place of realizing, even as men, we don't have it all set up. Mm. We have spaces where we are just human Mm. and we need to allow God to remake If Elijah didn't get to a place where he's surrendered to God, God will not have rewritten his story because he will have been saying, just let me die at this drying brook. God had dried the brook, yeah, because he wanted to write his story. He feeds him with the ravens and tells him, my friend, rise up and go. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I've said somebody else you need yes. to go, the widow in Zarephath. That's where I've sent, and you see how his trajectory goes. And many of them, that uh, many of us have stood and held on to things that are not working well. And, uh, but I'm not saying now you leave the things that you're supposed to do. Like somebody will be saying, yeah, you said, just let it go, so I leave my marriage. No, that's what i <laughs> I've been saying. persevering <laughs> for long. I've been persevering <laughs> for long. No, these are things you fight for. Mm-hmm. These are things you the fight for. The rule number with. one. The rule number one. Yes. So rule number three doesn't negate rule number one. Yes. That there are things you still need to stand for. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times is, is God saying, you continue to hold on. Or can you say, that I it's just like Jonah. Because Jonah is running from God. He's saying, no, I am not surrendering to God. But he had to reach a place and say, God, I lift up my hands, mm-hmm. take me where you want me. That's how the, the fish, the well spews him out. Mm-hmm. And now he goes to serve God where he needed to go and serve God. Amazing. Yeah. So does this call for
0: discernment. Yes. Well, I ask that I think, like many men, Yes. a well, few times my wife has asked me, have you prayed about it? Yes. Because somehow you've pushed this thing to a corner and yes. it seems to you know how it will work. Yes. And you reach somewhere and yes. you're thinking, whoops, it's not working. So yes. It reminds you, Yeah. have you prayed about it? Yes. Where do we discern? Should we, Where is the place of knowing it's time to let go? Yeah. Or is it the time to continue fighting?
1: Yes. And one is as we, cho- as we fight, we must choose our battles. Okay. And choose them correctly. But also the Bible says in Proverbs 2 that he gives us knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that we must go back to God and say, I don't understand how this will go. I don't know when, To cut. I've been in that space where I've had to release a business. And it is hard because I had sweated building this business from scratch. Now it has been there. I'm known by that. How do I just release it? And everybody, even in the business world, telling my friend, you're giving up too soon. But God was telling me it's time to let go so that I can build something better for you. So I think it's that connection of having. You know, uh, it is in the book of John 15, you know, he said, unless you abide in me and I in you, that we will not hear what God is saying. But when we abide in God, then he makes us fruitful and we can build more fruit. But it is our place of, do we have a personal walk with God? Are we hearing what God is saying to us? You know, it's like those sons of Issachar in first chronicles who understood the times and they knew what to do because they were. Their pulse was on God. And so they were hearing the voice of God. And the Bible says, he will tell you, this is the way, walk ye in it. And so there'll be no doubt about it. And that's, I like the word you use, designing. Mm-hmm. What is God saying for now? Mm-hmm. You know, somebody could be saying, yeah. Mr. Gango, you're okay. Yeah. you hear God.
0: <laughs> tell him, let it go. <laughs> yeah. What about, can I consider the ordinary man? Yeah. Is he a man? Yeah. I'm so attached I'm happy that, I wish you could say something more about that business. Because men, when you build a business to a level, how do you let it go? I mean, you are
1: respected in the industry. People
0: know you as the industry leader. And then how do you let it go?
1: Yeah, and I agree, it is not always easier. We call it the founder syndrome. Mm -hmm. You're stuck because you started this thing, you've built it over a period of time. But maybe you're accruing debt everywhere, you're borrowing it, and it has no capacity to pay back So what you're doing is you're actually digging a hole going down. And so maybe the person who is saying, I don't even have a personal walk with God. Find counsel. Okay. Because there's always counsel around, you know, and and you know where there are many people, people will counsel you. Some will tell you stick on, some will. But if you listen well and find the right people to counsel you, they will listen to your story and tell you it's time to, to let go. It is time you ran a different race. Maybe it's just time for you to retreat and go reboot. And they come back with a different idea or the same idea, but a better package mm. with a better system. Mm. And so it is never easy. And I remember I struggled. I even get, became sick because I was losing my business. Because <laughs> <laughs> it gave me a sense of identity. Mm. And it, that's what happens for a lot of men. The business is a sense of identity. Mm. And so I had to find my identity in God to release the business and say, God, you gave me this business. And God, you can give me another business. God, take me where you want me to go. And so when I started releasing myself, God began to do. And we cried to God, you know, God listens. Even when we are not so strong as Christians, mm. he will just give you a direction. Mm. He'll throw a word in your heart. He'll send some help for you. And you see the, uh, Moses, a man who spoke to God face to face, a colossus of a man. But Moses was not able to just deal with a small thing of delegation. It needed his father Jethro, father-in-law Jethro, to come and counsel him and tell him this thing will kill you. Do it like this. Get thousands, get hundreds and fifties, and then you only deal. But you see, that could only come if you listen. The Bible says Moses listened to everything his father-in-law said and did it. So he understood the counsel, but he was also willing to do it because sometimes we listen to good counsel but we say no it can't work for me oh
0: yes. I, I i love that your last example yes on on
1: moses yes because moses was a
0: great man he loved god they would talk to go face, face to face. face. Yes. But somehow God didn't tell him,
1: boss, you need to delegate. Exactly. He needed a father-in-law. <laughs> he needed, yeah, just a man, you know. He told us like a priest of media. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to delegate. Yes, so I yes.
0: you saying say, before I let you go to the number four,
1: Yeah.
0: is that then a man must always have either coach or counselor yes. or people that help you mm. listen yeah. to your voice or listen to God's voice. Yes. Because I'm thinking about why is it that men are always comfortable to watch football? Yes and making sure there's a coach. Yes. I know every, <laughs> every time we lose a amount, that coach must go. Yeah, must <laughs> yeah. yeah. We never not, not really the players, mm. but we are willing to play live yes. alone yes. without the coach. Yes. I know you're a coach. Yes. I, there's a
1: point, we'll come to that the okay. point number four, but just to touch on that yes. is, every man and every human being needs two sets of people. Yes. One above them, who is a mentor, who mentors them, and then somebody below their mentoring. So it's a sandwich kind of process okay. where you are getting wisdom from others. It's bettering you and also you're passing it on to other people. But also within that, in a council of many, there's always safety. The Bible says that we must always find people. We should not be loners. We must find people who either have gone before us, who have more experience uh, uh, than us, or people And they value us. They value us. They want to build us. They want to help us get there. So any man must have, at least, in fact, there's a man man of God who says, you must have four men. Mm -hmm. You know, a casket is carried by at least four people. Yes. Like the, the man who was sick and was brought under the roof. The Bible says there were four men who brought him down. So who are your four men who will be able to counsel you? Because that man, think about a roof, bringing an adult person, down, cutting the roof and then bringing him down, they must have loved this man. Yes. And they must have really valued this person, that they were willing to do anything to bring this man from the roof down to where Jesus is. And so we all always need the four men. Who are the four men who will be around us? Who will be able to counsel us? We're not so impressed because we are doing well, but who will be celebrating us but also rebuking us and telling us, my friend, there's a foolish decision you're doing. That is not good. You need people around you and that is very important. Wow. Yeah,
0: Powerful. Mm. I'm getting carried
1: away. Rule number four. (laughs) Rule number four is the rule of independence. Never ask for help. And I don't know Kissinger, but this is a thing I've seen in counselling many times. We are told a man must do and sort out his own things. And so we have... People whose marriages, whose lives are broken. Why? Because they will never seek help for another man. Why? Because you are told in your counseling session, a man does not take out his Mm. problems and challenges to others. But, you know, a problem shared is half solved. When we are able to go and ask other people and ask for help, prayer, Mm. support, Of course, I'm not saying now you become a pedestrian where you just tell everybody of everything. So it is that thing where we are told, you know, you don't tell anybody else, just fight it alone. Manaume ni kujikaza. Manaume is what and what. We must get to a place of realizing that you're only human being and you may have challenges, you may have shortcomings, you have blind sights that you need other people to see for you who will tell you, we like you so much, Kissinger, but... You have a problem of anger. Mm -hmm. You will love you so much. But this, you know, so that will only come when you're not just insular, never asking for help from other people because we are also built to live in a community. God built us to be in a community of others. Look at the early church in the book of Acts. They were, they ate together. Everybody who had need was supplied from that Mm -hmm. together because God did not build us as... separate learners but people who came together in a community and so it is very important that we always ask help from others because people have been that route before they can tell you here there's a a hole there there's a pitfall so don't go that route and it is more wisdom as John Maxwell says a wise people learn from the mistakes of others Yeah, but you know, sometimes we only want to learn from our mistakes. mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> I think they say, Give me time to make my own mistakes. Mis- yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because yeah. you want to. Mm-hmm. But I think Eves are better in this one. Yes. Because they break that rule all the time. Yes. They be able to seek out for help yeah. and they somehow live a better life, yes. quality life. Yeah. Because you have an issue, of course, so and so, and a couple of ladies. Yes.
1: Just mulling over that conversation. Yeah. I mean, okay. I've talked to doctors. I've been, also had the privilege to do ministry in uh, a lot of rehabs, 98% are men in those spaces. Mm. Stress, so they've gone into alcohol and other they're abusing drugs and all those kind of things. And a lot of times it's because they don't want to ask for help. They can't also admit, the ego is too big to admit, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody else to help me in mm. that space. And it doesn't reduce you, who you are, because you've asked for help. Why go around a circle when somebody else knows you just need to move like this and you've got where it is? And so I think we need to break that rule of saying never ask for help. We need to find people who can help us because God built us to live in community, not to live alone.
0: Wow. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest (laughs) leashes.
1: Yes, that's a big leash. Especially
0: for Adams. It's very leaky, yeah. And
1: number five. Number five is the rule of restraint. Never lose your cool. So sometimes people are boiling on the inside. They you know, the Bible says, "Be angry, but do not, do not sin. sin." Yes. Jesus was angry. He flogged people who were in the temple. So the the thing is, even in your anger, how do you make sure you're not sinning? That's the difficult part of it. But it is a space where you're saying, you can actually lose your cool. But if you lose your cool, make sure you're not doing damage. Make sure you're not uh, sinning. Make sure so that we are not always trying to be so calm and collected. And then we blow up. <laughs> mm. You know, if somebody has suppressed something too yes. much, then they blow up. We need to be in a space where we have realized that, yes, one of the emotions God gave us is we can be angry, but we should not sin. We can sometimes lose the patience of something, but can we be careful to go back and say, I'm sorry, I made this mistake. Because it's a natural thing that we have. So men pretend to be cool. And then one day you just hear this man you knew who was very cool last night just slashed all his family. Mm -hmm. So you're thinking, what happened? We knew him, we knew Kissinger. He was a good man, he was a cool man, he was a calm man. What happened? And everybody can't reconcile with that. Why? Because they have built up and have vent up things inside. And so the point it explodes, whatever they do is very negative. It's very destructive. And so we must get to our space. But of course, as we do all these things, remember the cardinal rule that we should not sin. And so if you can't sin, then build up joy in your spirit. Build up a place where you can let go of things. You don't build up on things and let people go. Don't keep people in your heart. Allow them to be and just thank God for the, the lessons you're learning so that you're not always vent up and so sort of built up in anger and struggling uh, at what other people are doing in your in your life. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty clear. Yes. Number six. So the last rule is the rule of impressing others and never look stupid. And I think one of the challenges that we we find in our generation. We live to please others. So I will go buy a car because what will my friends say? What will my peers say? Um, We do make decisions based on what other people will, will be saying about us rather than where has God placed you and allowing God to grow you in your space because we are all uniquely made by God and we are all fearfully made by God. So God has called you and the, the, the skills he has given you, they don't necessarily have to be mine. That you were given some, I was not given. The, the story of the five, the talents, you know, one was given one, another was given two, another one was given five. And the Bible says he gave them according to their ability. Yes. So not all of us were the same. So God is not looking for uniformity. No. No. He's looking for uniqueness, that we are different but we're united in the body of Christ. And so we must break that thing, that I must impress others. Be you, so that you don't get yourself messed up with the loans, messed up, doing things that, because you're trying to impress others. And you know, and, uh, a lot of times, those people are not even impressed with what you're, <laughs> you're trying to impress them. So I think as men must reach that place of saying, you know, the Bible says, godliness with contentment is great gain. The place where you're saying God, This is what you've allowed me to be. Can I be content with where I am? And can I allow you to expand me? Because the Bible also says in Deuteronomy 8, he gives us power to make wealth. So I don't have to struggle. And sometimes you're trying to impress somebody who inherited and you didn't inherit, you're walking through it. And so you're killing yourself when you should actually be in a space of thanking God for what he has given you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's that's extremely powerful. Yeah. I think you're living in a society that we talk about
0: impressing others. Mm-hmm. It's now I understand you're telling us to cut the leash because I think you're told, you know, you can be who you want to be. Yeah. You can you can attain what you want to attain. Yes. So you can please others. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> the direction. But yeah. thank you. Yeah. Please remind us, just in case somebody joined us after you had. You say the first one was the rule number
1: one is the rule of passivity. We need to break that one. We need to break that one. Then rule number two is playing itself. Okay. Sitting on the fence and playing itself. Then rule number three is the rule of perseverance. Again, if somebody is joining, may not understand the context. (laughs) And then rule number four is the rule of independence. Yes. Then rule number five is restraint. Rule of restraint. And then the rule number six, the rule of impressing others. Wow. This is
0: glad you're the men.
1: Just tell them to go out and break the rules. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I just want to speak to you, man, because I'm also a man, that God has gifted us and God has given us so much that we need just to begin to be who God wants us to be when we go back to God and listen to the voice of God and begin to break these rules and begin to live and in the space where God has shaped us because if God wanted all of us to be the same we will be one one person but God made the variety because God loves variety and we are uniquely made we are special in the eyes of God. And so go out, break some of these rules, and begin to trust God by the grace of God to see what God begins to mold and bring up new in your life. Mm. Thank you.
0: Now, before I let you go, there's yeah. something you mentioned that you, for you to break some of these rules is because yes. you have a relationship with God. Yes. Could you speak to certain men and pray for them? Yes. That maybe you need to work out your relationship with God so that yes. you can have the discernment yes. or have the courage to face the yes. lions yes. by you know, by, by taking the risk, because yes. some of these rules you've told us to break really, really yes. require God's help. Yeah. Could You kindly pray for us.
1: Yeah, and so before I pray, if you're a man there and you're struggling with some of the things we've been speaking about today, um, and maybe your relationship with God is either gone cold or you don't have a relationship with God, we here at Hope would love to give you an opportunity to give your life to the Lord, counsel with you, and help you have a relationship with God. Or find a man somewhere who is working with God and ask him to help you in the struggle you have. Because when we are connected to God, then God opens us up and God is able to help us. No man can be able to help us unless we're in God. And so we'll be happy. The numbers will be on your screen. Please follow up and just uh, somebody behind that number will be willing to walk with you and help you. And so let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful. We thank you because you made us men. We thank you that God you have called us into a unique space. Fathers, we've discussed today on how to break the norms and the rules that society has put on us. I pray that, God, every man will have a rising courage to go out and break every rule. I pray, Father, Lord, where they're feeling shortcomings, the Lord, they will run to you, Lord. Like David of old said, where does my help come from? My help comes from you, O oh Lord Almighty. I pray that, God, they will look to you. They will anchor themselves in you, Lord. And I pray as they call on you. As you say in your words, when they call, you will hear them, Lord. May you answer them when they call. And Father, I pray that God will begin to have a different narrative for men, O Lord. That men will be strong in society. They will stand to be counted. They will do things that please the kingdom of God. And they will be different. I pray all this trusting and believing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so so much, Mr. Kingston Ogango, for teaching us today
1: to break the six rules. Thank you. And cut the leash. Thank you, and thank so you for the sure. <laughs> opportunity to be here. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you. Yes.
0: Adam, you've been released. Think about it, cut the leash. Six rules to break and it will usher you to greatness. And for Eve's, you've been listening to us, please support your Adam, that he can cut that leash and be the man that you want him to be. And if you've just joined us, please continue to have this conversation. It will be on YouTube. You can catch up and just rewind and listen to it again and we are sure it's gonna be a blessing. Or if you have a comment, just engage us on 20933 or 0717 or just go to a comment section of YouTube pages and we'll be very happy to, to hear from you. Or you can just do hashtag Adams Cave or Twitter, we'll be happy to read from you as well. So it's now time to leave the cave and we look forward to seeing you again next time for another very, very exciting conversation. As we always say, this is the only station where you can look and live And this is the only station where you can listen and live. I've been your host, Ksenjaki Protich. Looking forward to seeing you again next week.